Hey. Hey, man. How's it going? Yeah, not too bad. It's a nice sunny day here in uh, California. It is a very sunny day here in uh, Beverly Hills, California. Yeah. Mm. Los Angeles. Yeah, it's the best place in the world, you know. We're on our balcony deck here, which is where we usually record our podcast. If you can listen very quietly, you can hear the uh, the Californian breeze coming off the Pacific Ocean, blowing in the palm trees. What would you describe the Californian air like? Like yeah. a cool ginger beer on a late summer's afternoon. Yeah, it's pretty good. It sort of reminds me of like lemon meringue. But the ones that Shit. your grandma always brought brought home from the grocery store when you visit her on Saturday nights, and then she's always got it in that tin above the fridge. Those are the ones that. There's <laughs> <laughs> nothing like spending Saturday nights with your grandma. <laughs> nothing against grandma, but. But she's not a young people. She's not a young people. She was once a young person. Mm, maybe we should get. Grandma. Lockie's grandma, and I'm sure she's got some young she's people in She's currently insights. 93 years old, and she is, she's a... 93? She's 93, uh, and she, she she's actually uh, amazing. She she still, like, hikes and plays golf. She's very, she's very active. Mm. Uh, so, um, yeah. That actually would be an interesting episode because, you know, <laughs> it'd be like the furthest person I know from this age demographic. Like, it's like, it's like you are like 70 years off the audience <laughs> we're aiming for. But That would be cool. But oh, that man. that is something that we've uh, sort of been talking about behind the scenes, oh, right? Like oh, the old people thing. Yeah. Oh, well, oh in terms of the, getting older older guests on. Yes. Right, yes. Because that, that's something that some of our guests have brought up. As, yeah. As I mean, that's the thing. Like, I mean... I guess initially it was all about sort of the stories of the young people um, and hearing the different sort of perspectives and opinions and, uh, you know, backgrounds of, of all the various young people. But it probably would bring a new dimension to the podcast, having sort of older people bring their perspective on, you know, mm. what can you say about what you learned exactly. growing up I mean, and there's, looking there's back a, at it now. That's exactly right. There's a certain element that young people can provide Um there's there's like a dimension of experience when you're going through something yeah. at that time. It's like give us it's a primary source. Yeah, and what's going on through your mind right now? I mean that's the that's the whole point of like us talking and like yeah yeah that's right getting mm. the young people on just because like we're in it. Yeah, we're in but, it. But when you look at someone that's a bit older, um, they have that outside perspective. They've got that outside perspective. I think it's it, it's, it's interesting because when I look back on my younger years. I, I remember how I felt, but I don't know if that memory is actually accurate. Mm. You know? Don't they say, isn't there something like you remember feelings from particular things? I don't know. Something yeah. Like or you, like remember, you remember emotions. You remember the memory. And when, uh, when mm. I was trying to get over uh, a particular trauma mm. um, that happened a few years ago, um, I'd remember it and I... I tried to sort of remember it a bit differently every time. So right. it was less intense. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, instead of sort of callousing my mind to the idea of whatever happened, I just tried to alter the memory a bit. So now... Look at it with a different perspective. Yeah. So so you're never rem- remembering the thing. You're remembering the memory, I think. Yeah. Because every, every time you remember it, you're remembering the last time. I like... A, even things from my childhood, I I had a big head injury when I was a kid, and yeah. everyone asks me if I remember it, and I do remember some aspects of it, 
when I was about seven so years you've got old. The, you've got the scar there on the back of your head. Yep, I do. And So that's proof. It's proof it did happen. But I, I remember for a long time thinking that my sister was involved in the accident. Yeah. And then now I've, I've been convinced through other people that were there that it wasn't actually my sister, it was my neighbour. And now I remember it as my neighbour and mm. I don't know what, which is true anymore. Right. So, yeah, it's interesting. It is certainly interesting. And it's yeah. all about the mind. It is, yeah. Mm. It's been re- you know it's really been hitting me this week? What? Like how old I'm getting. Yeah. Like I turned 24 in like six months or something like that. Jeez, yeah. And it's like... Yeah. You're the I, oldest well, one in our friend group as well. Am I? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I think there's about like 15 of us sort yeah, of in our but I think group. we worked it out. But I, like, I think I am. You are. That's, that's, that kind of freaks me out a little. But I mean, at the same time, like, like, it's, it's like pretty close. It's like with, yeah. we're all within a year. Yeah. But you're like, we just consider you yeah. baby, the babysitter whenever we're all hanging out. Birds is always just oh, babysitting right, yeah. us. Yeah. Oh, that, well, that was, um, that was explored in depth in the leadership episode. We, that we had come, how, how I'm the, the lead, how I'm the no well I'm how I'm the leader of oh. became the leader of the group essentially. Oh, all right. um. <laughs> of course. Anyway, anyway, what are we talking about today? What? Are, oh man, we're we're almost yeah. six minutes in and we haven't touched on even yeah, remotely. But what as we're we've established about. in previous episodes, as I try to find my notes for this, there it is. Um, as we have previous and pre as we, English as we established. <laughs> That's going to be relevant. Um, as we established in uh, in this epi- in previous episodes, uh, they know it's in the title. It's in the title. They're just here for us. They're just That's here true. to hear our lovely voices. Oh, it's so good. Crisp. I'm so voices. glad someone's here to. Wait. Someone other than my mum loves my voice. What? Wait, what? You know, it's like I've got a voice only a mother can love. Oh. Right. No, I'm, you know, I'm sure there's people out. I'm sure that we have podcast listeners out there that absolutely adore your voice. <laughs> Jeez. No, this topic is very relevant at this current period in time. Uh, if if you had listened to last week's episode, which was with uh, the uh, very talented and, and, and wonderful Noah Crawford, who is the youngest ever podcast guest to join the podcast, uh, we are currently in the month of October and it is, uh, well, I, I believe we're entering uh, exams time. Mm. You know, this is funny because uh, we sort of had to clarify this with maybe some international listeners because I know we do have a handful of international listeners. Mm-hmm. This episode's called Year 12. Yes. Um, that is the final year of school for us. Yes, other people may be calling it senior year, senior I believe, year. or other things. Yeah. I don't know, grade 12, year 12, senior year, whatever you call just, it. Just the last there. year of school. And yes. we're in, uh, here in New South Wales, in fact, because obviously this isn't a nationwide thing, but the HSC yes. is, is sort of what's happening right now. And the HSC, high, higher school certificate, yep. what it stands for. So the, the end, sort of the end of your exams, your final exams um, that really make and break everything, mm-hmm. sort of. I mean, we'll go into that a, a bit more in depth. Into sort it. of. I like that little yeah. bracketed. Yeah, yeah. We're, that does, there's, there's a lot more to dive into there. Yeah. Um, and we're, it was really good to have Noah on last week. He sort of he's in that right now. So we wanted to get a guest that was sort of really coming up to that stage, and he gave us a bit of a unique insight into what it's sort of like uh, inside of a inside the brain of a HSC student. Mm. Crazy, absolutely. How long ago did we graduate? We graduated in the Four, same year. We went to different schools, five, just so you know. Uh, but yeah, twenty fourteen yeah. was when we graduated. Twenty fourteen, yeah. Uh, we both had pretty different 
school oh yeah lives. yeah yeah for yeah. sure i was actually uh considering going over to <laughs> sorry for that noise Lockie's just throwing around oh, i don't know if i shit. heard it that was a bouncy ball yeah sort of bouncy ball anyway anyway yeah so um <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh yeah i was considering going to to your school mm. uh, during my last final years at school due to I was trying to take my education seriously and I was in a public school uh, and I felt like the culture there just wasn't allowing me to do that. No, I didn't really fit in with a lot of the groups and and cliques there. Um, Did you find that was mostly through just like sort of the, the student, like your peers there? Or was it also just, just in general, just like with the teachers and the level of education that you was receiving? I had a f- I, maybe one or I can I can remember two good teachers. Yeah. And the others were so pathetic in my opinion. And I use that word seriously. I'm not just trying to be mean that I I can't even remember mm. who they were. Mm. Um it was just like yeah, not not a good time. But the the students there, I I don't know what happened after school. I don't know if it was the fact that I didn't form uh, very strong friendships with any of the people there, but not a single person from school I talked to, mm. not not even one. Mm. And yeah, was that like as of now, or was that like pretty much like, like even just the first year out of school? After, after like the first year out of school, I had a few friends that I sort of stayed in in touch with, and then after that, it just it just, yeah, it just yeah. faded away. And now, but you on the other hand, what was your experience with? Yeah generally graduating no generally graduating uh well it was interesting well yeah so jacob went to a public school Mm. i went to a private school um it was all fairly smooth and dandy actually and and i was lucky to have a a a friend group that's that i I guess yeah you'd say did manage to, to stick together it's funny looking at it now though i don't even see it as my sort of school friend group it's it's sort of uh, other people, you know, like yourself have sort of like come into it. And it's, I don't, I totally forget that I went to school with these people now. Um, but yeah, they, they, they stuck around. Because we've got a big friend group <laughs> yeah. and all this entire friend group is essentially people you went to school with. Yeah. Apart from yeah. maybe me yeah. and one other person, yeah. maybe two other people. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's yeah. really interesting how it worked out that way. You've just adopted me into the group, yeah. which I'm extremely <laughs> grateful for. Yeah, yeah. But like I said, yeah, I like I totally forget honestly sometimes. And actually, funnily enough, while we're at school, like that wasn't the exclusive group. We almost sort of merged together from other smaller groups, and then we are what we are today. Right. Now I think now that I think back to it, man, it's crazy. It's ages ago. It's crazy how it flies by too mm. coming out of it. What's the importance of, of these friendships during mm. school? Were they oh, pretty instrumental for you? Yeah, no, I definitely think so. And um, definitely think so. It's it's incredibly supportive to have. And that's, you know, without a doubt. The interesting thing was, um, I don't know, a lot of people sort of debate. There's a sort of debated in my school a bit. I had a girlfriend all the way throughout year 12 and afterwards as well. Um, and some people sort of like... Not not uh, not in our relationship particularly, but just in general, people are saying that maybe dating isn't the best idea during the HSC years. Mm-hmm. And for me, I sort of countered that because I'm someone that I'm really like heavy on ba- having a good life balance and everything. And that it, it made me a lot happier having her there because 
you know, uh, there'd be days leading up to the HC, I'd be studying heaps and then, you know, I could relax by spending time with my girlfriend at the time. And if I didn't have that, I mean, you know, I'd still would have survived obviously, but, you know, I really enjoyed it having that, having that at the time. And, and, you know, you hear it a lot sometimes, even in our, our schools was a little bit strict, our schools, which was a Christian school, sometimes a bit strict on sort of the, the dating stuff, you know, almost, I mean, didn't completely, you know, stop it, but sort of didn't really prove of it too much okay. throughout, even throughout those high school years. So your teachers were sort of more involved in your lives, even yeah. on a more intimate personal level. Yeah. Where they knew about your relationships. And yeah. Your and, and I think that probably aligns with the, the fact that it was a Christian school and it was all about sort of instilling Christian values in the students. students. So it's very like hands-on in terms of what you're actually doing with your life and even outside of school and the people that you're hanging out with, the things that you're doing. Um, and yeah, like your religion, your faith. Yeah. Of course. And, um, I mean, I just took it for, I, like I went to that school for my entire life. So I think I just took it for granted. Um, you've got no other. Yeah. I've got no, I've, I have no idea what it's like, you know, outside of that. I mean, now outside of it, I can, you know, see what it was like, I guess. Um, and to an extent I am like thankful for that because like it was a pretty positive, you know, at the time it, it was positive, mm-hmm. a, a happy environment to be in. Um, do you yeah. feel that you've come out and this is just based on mm. my own curiosity here. Do you feel that you've come out of your school life, having gone to this private school for your entire life, mm. a bit unaware or a bit naive yeah. of what other people's yeah, yeah. experiences may have been? Like? No, straight up. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like big yes. And that's, that's been fun <laughs> learning, um, you know, not swearing essentially for my entire school life. I don't think I dropped the F-bomb once in my schoolyard. Um, which I'm sure would be, it would have been like the complete opposite at your, oh, your, yeah. at your schools. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> um, no, it was interesting as like, it allowed me to sort of, I realized that I, I needed to explore the world on my own and I've just been gradually doing that ever since all these years throughout school and sort of finding my own place in it as well. I think there's pros and cons to, you know, to either pathway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think <laughs> I think it's uh, interesting uh, having a, a wide variety of experiences, and I think yes, uh, and as long as as it's generally positive, that's that's the biggest thing. But I think it's important to not come out of an experience naive. You wanna yeah, you don't wanna be absolutely. You don't want have. You don't want to shut off. You don't want to be very narrow minded. Mm. Yeah. I came out of my, and, and I'm gonna say like it, even with my school experiences, I'm not going to basically say that I came out as a hardened veteran mm. because there's people all over the world that have different experiences and, and I'm going to be naive and ignorant to those other people's experiences and, and cultures and, yeah, yeah. and yeah, and lifestyles and sensibilities as mm. well. So, but for me, it was very, very different. As you said, um, like you went through basically your entire school life without even dropping an F bomb. <laughs> I, I was, and I, I never got into a fight. Yeah. I was, yeah. Yeah. Which is completely <laughs> opposite to me. I got into, yeah. you know, countless fights. Not that I instigated any of them. Yeah. To my memory, at least. But as we already established, memories can be altered. Um, yeah. So as far as I'm aware, I didn't instigate any fights, any of the fights that I was. Um, a part of, but yeah, it was just, it was a very, 
being a public school, getting all these different family lives, yeah, uh, thrown into your your life and building these friendships and mm. these relationships with these sorts of different people. I think maybe I wasn't really cut out for this school in general. Uh, I just didn't take to it very well. Um, having to sit down for five hours, five lessons a day um, and mm. absorb information off a whiteboard just was, I just couldn't learn like that. And I, I didn't know, and for honestly, for a lot of my life, most of my life until I came out of high school, I was really, really horribly depressed. Mm. And the reason for it was I thought I was extremely stupid. I thought I was very, very dumb. And mm. I, I remember dating a girl at the time who was who saw this and she was trying to sort of lift my spirits and she was saying, well, you know, how about this? You know that and you know this and you know that. And not even that. Like looking back at it now, she was totally right. I, I wasn't stupid by any means. I just couldn't learn mm. one at that age yeah. uh, with all those hormones and, and experiences and family dramas and friendship dramas all happening all at the same time. Um, and absorbing it in the way that they were trying to to feed you this content. It just wasn't working for me. It just, yeah, it was like I was just repelling that, that system a lot. And so I came out of school and as you would know from listening to other episodes of this podcast, I went on to study music, which I did really, really well at. And it even got to a point where, it was becoming less about the creative side of music and it was becoming very, very mathematical. And I think it got to a point with my music where I wasn't even hearing music necessarily. I was just hearing mathematics and I was just hearing intervals and I wouldn't hear the characteristic of a particular chord progression. I just hear the numbers that are associated with that. And I feel like that became was a big turning point for me where I realized, oh, I'm not a bumbling idiot after all. I mm. actually have something that I can, you know, absorb for myself. And I carried that with me into all my other experiences and I started reading a lot more and I started taking it upon myself to learn and to educate myself. After I'd gone through all the teenage drama and teenage angst and and mm. relationships and heartbreak and, and puberty which is a big factor as well and i started learning things for myself and since then i don't know how much smarter i am but it's significant and it's just due to to taking your education on your own shoulders i think which mm. would you say that's a yeah, very big aspect for for kids yeah. being oh, in charge of your own education definitely and i can and i can totally understand why it's so easy to sort of fall into that uh guess that constant rhythm in school you just sort of you're rocking up five days a week and just you know constantly just taking this information and you sort of just take it for granted and then when you get out of school you're not you know don't really have that anymore and i remember i touched on a similar thing in our health and fitness episode how you sort of you, you do all the sports stuff in school and that's that's you know super fun and that's a, and that's a good way of getting exercise but you've got to take it upon yourself after you finish school you know this is your life. What do you want to do with it sort of thing? So, yeah, you're going to continue to learn. You're going to continue to work your mind and your body and it's up to you. But um, 
let's focus now on the, I guess, the, the HSC side of things. So mm-hmm. these big exams that, that come up. Hey, in 2019, 75,000 students are about to uh, sit the HSC in New South Wales, Australia. Wow. Um, 123 exams, totaling, totaling around 350 hours yeah. of exams. Uh, this is interesting. Uh, each exam is reviewed at least six times before that they're print before they're printed. Um, over seven hundred thousand exam papers are printed. As in the tests themselves, As, or the the not, students? No, no, no. The just the like the exam papers themselves. Oh, okay. yeah, 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 before so, they're given to the yeah, students, just to check the questions and everything. Which you know, I'm just trying to remember if there was any ever any like typos or like stuff ups. I remember some of my HEC exams. Some of the questions were pretty shitty. Um, yeah. But there you go. So um, 75,000 students and, you know, you can pretty much guarantee that a good percentage of those are feeling the effects of, um, you know, uh, anxiety, stress, mm-hmm. um, which is totally understandable. But it guess it sort of raises the question and a big thing that sort of I, I think a, long, a lot of young people are passionate, people in general passionate about guess the big question is is whether these exams this pressure that we put on young people is necessary you know and even like the the fact that your marks sort of you know they sort of decide what what's gonna yeah what's gonna happen the rest of which of course isn't necessarily true but there's all that pressure on it as if as we're like you know if you fail these exams as we mentioned talked about with noah as you if you fail these exams like that's it Mm. It's like this is it. You come to the end of school. If you're gonna fail now, that's you're gonna die. Yeah, and, and honestly, it's it's so it's like so that. bullshit. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. As, as we can say now, outside of it, yeah. <laughs> this like, and as we've talked about before, um, it's it's certainly a comfort zone. The whole school thing, mm-hmm. and as as we've said, it's you sort of that is that is your world. And the fact that you're coming to the end of that, that just it heaps that pressure on that. The, the fact that you're coming to the end of this line and there's exams, it's just all coming to this focal point uh, of absolute stress and chaos. Mm-hmm. Um, an overwhelming percentage uh, suffer from anxiety and stress. So it raises the questions, like, is this necessary? Well, like, I know, and this is like, I'd say it's a bit of an elephant in the room. A lot of people don't want to acknowledge this, but with your age and with all this anxiety and even depression that would just be cultivating around the the societal pressures in general, let alone the stresses of and the, the HSC and your school life and everything leading up to this point, anxiety and depression in young people at that time of their lives is at an all-time high. At, at mm. points, to, to be frank, where kids have committed suicide mm. over this and it's not there's no sugarcoating that it's uh mm. i think it's an insane amount of pressure and i can't honestly remember a single teacher who told me that it would be okay if i didn't i remember my mum telling me that when she could see how insanely stressed and anxious i was about it and with all those years of, as I said before, me thinking that I was so stupid, mm. it just for me, I got to a point where I just didn't even try on the HSC, and I knew that I needed an HSC in order to progress uh, onto to get into the Australian Institute of Music, 
all I had to do was audition to get in there. And I knew I could audition and I, I could pass, which mm. I obviously did. Yeah. But I didn't need a particular ATAR score or anything like that. So that was the only thing that was stopping me from dropping out of school. Mm. Um, but the pressure is just too much for kids. I mean, you're 17 at that point. Most kids are 17 years old when they're taking these exams. To, in order to tell a 17 year old that this next exam, these series of like five different, maybe six different exams that they're about to take over the next two or three weeks are going to define you for the rest of your life is just insane. I mean, have you ever met a 17 year old? That's not the, the <laughs> sort, of, sort of pressure that you, you put on people yeah, like yeah. that. I wouldn't even even put that much pressure on, on adults, mm. to be honest. Mm. Um, not for some yeah, let alone menial exam teenager. where you can, pr- uh, you know, mm. prove to someone else that you are worth going on to to further yourself in, in education mm. and get further jobs. And that's all the HSC really is. It's just a proving ground. So you can, you can prove to other people that you are worth work or you are worth further education under that particular uh, facility. So that's all it is. But you have to seriously seriously consider your your mental health first and foremost and your physical health as well for sure amen amen <laughs> um it is insane isn't it it's the like the whole age thing just it, it's crazy and like on the young people podcast i talk about it a lot how the fact that we're still maturing and learning and there's no way we can sort of like you know our career isn't going to be set out for ourselves by the time we hit 20 years old or something um then the fact that we're sort of making this like such a focal point of your life the fact that it's really going to determine the your career path basically like this when you're 17 years old Mm. like these exams like even just the idea of it like sitting down for three hours and just like killing your hands writing essays like they have to do like in our exams i remember we had to do was it three essays in two hours i think yeah, yeah. No, that was it. Yeah, yeah. I remember so something like in, that. In 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 English, which is compulsory for us, had to do three essays in two hours. I don't know if it's still like that. I'm pretty sure it is. I mean, like, is that the and is that like even the most accurate way? Like that, like, and we're, we're like we're doing this. That's that's compulsory for all students. That can't be the right way to go about. Like, because because everyone's so different and unique. Mm. Like everyone's gonna have their brains work in different ways. You know, someone. You know, there are for sure kids that do thrive under those conditions and they might perform really well, but there might be students that find that they work better, you know, you know, spending days on on, a, on, a, on an essay or whatever writing that they're doing and that's where they can really shine and especially the time, yeah, the time thing just gets me as well. It's just like it adds even more pressure on it. Mm. The fact that they have to go in and just boom, 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 it's like three essays. Oh man, it's crazy. I had uh, a friend of my mum's. Uh, she she was a, a psychologist, but she used to mark HSC exams as part of her job. Mm. Um, and she used to say to me when I was going through these exams, to she she and my mum were the only two people in the world that were telling me to to stop freaking out so much about these exams, and not that it meant much, but what her opinion was was that you shouldn't have a time limit on on um, these exams. Yeah. If it takes if it takes one kid two minutes to get 
to an answer of some mathematical equation, but it takes another kid 30 seconds, who's, I mean, the answer is ultimately the same. I mean, you seriously going to fail a, a person based on a time limit? Mm. I, I think that's just insane. It, the crazy thing, like it seems so like obvious. It's like clearly faulted. Yeah. And I think they probably know that. I, th- I think, I th- and I think everyone gets it. Mm. It's just that it's, I think it's very easy to get locked into the, to the systems that are in place. And yeah. maybe people are too afraid um, to break out of what's already been mm. established. But it's so, I mean, even in this day and age, like young people are having, you know, getting a stronger voice. Um, and people are so diverse and unique and, you know, that's, that's a, I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast thing or like the unique and crazy talented people. And to, the fact that we just, that to see that we've just funnel these kids in, which is super talented, these funnel, funnel these kids into these exams, to all the same parameters, just is not human. Yeah, <laughs> it's like farm it's animals. exactly right. And it's crazy. honestly, I think, I, I don't know about this, we could fact check this later, but in 2014, my school in particular did really bad and I know that you're ranked against everyone else and then the average and and the mean, you know, points, ATAR points are sort of carried around based on who's performing differently, you know, in terms of your peers and whatnot. But most people just gave up and understood that there was too much pressure and they were just like, screw this, whatever, I don't care, I'll make my own way after this. Screw society, flip the bird to the system, you know, stick it to the man and then they went off and did their own thing but i had uh, a friend of mine who did exceptionally well and i went to school with her and after she went and finished and got this incredibly high atar everyone said oh great um what are you gonna do you're gonna go into law in or architecture or engineering or what are you gonna do and she decided well i want to now that i've got this incredibly high ATAR, it makes sense that I can do whatever the hell I want, right? So she went on to do makeup artistry. That was what she was really passionate about. Yeah, which and I think she got one of the highest ATARs in the state, which is exceptional. Yeah, like top five maybe. And and <laughs> wow. the the disgust that she got from everyone mm. after choosing to do something that she actually was passionate about was just insane. She said, I worked as hard as I possibly could in order to get as high a score as I possibly could Yeah. So in order to do whatever the hell I want. And you're going to give me shit for that because you didn't work nearly as hard and you're, you're jealous of my points. And yeah, so I think that yeah. that alone is... The point I'm trying to make is yeah. you shouldn't judge yourself by the number that is given to you by by this um facility uh, you know yeah i just i just found uh as you got talking now i found the atar requirement for makeup artistry mm-hmm. so wait what was the atar she got oh, it was in the 90s yeah which if you don't know is sort of a rank that as you sort of touching on before yeah. it relates to your cohort and what they got as well which is it's just, the rank seems insane um no one can ever figure it out either so <laughs> uh the, to get into makeup takes an atar of 65 or higher. okay so there you go it's like but you know who <laughs> Whose yeah. right is it to say what you want to do with your life, I guess. Exactly. Um, but 
I, I do understand that, okay, if if you want to study at this particular place, you have to meet a certain standard. But I think the standard, the way in which we achieve that standard is flawed. I think the entire school system is flawed. Yeah. But we could we could sit here all day and, and all night and talk about how flawed the school system is. But it, I don't think it's necessarily giving young people or students at the time right now something to, to take with them. Because I don't want no. I don't want to be talking and then everyone that's listening be like, yeah, screw the system, <laughs> and just become is become it, completely nihilistic and apathetic. Riots, the, yeah, in, in in exam rooms all around the state that are yeah. kids are flipping tables. But to get back to that friend of mine, I think the best possible solution to the year twelve and the HSC period is one: take care of your mental health. Two, realize that the pressure that you are receiving from the HSC is overwhelming and and unjust mm-hmm. and, and be okay with whatever score you get because there's always alternatives, which people always forget to tell you. There's alternatives to get into most things that you want to get into. And three, try as hard as you can, but don't kill yourself trying to do it. Mm. You know, yeah, that's that's the point that I was going to make too. That last one, sort of, the fact that there are so many other pathways. It's like there's, and I think for a lot of kids that like the ATA actually, funny enough, do, doing some research, I found the uh, an interesting statistic. Apparently, a couple of years ago, um, in New South Wales, only twenty percent of kids um, use the use the ATA to access university. Twenty percent. Yeah, yeah. So which is low four-fifths of kids that didn't even use the ATAR mm-hmm. you know it's it doesn't even matter anyway it's that's the biggest thing it's like it really just doesn't matter like mm-hmm. even if you do want to get into some even if your course does happen to have some sort of ATAR there's other pathways and you know we're lucky enough to have like these other I can't remember what it's called but you know there's other little things we can do which to sort of fast track your way into there without having to get that exact uh, mark or whatever um it 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 also leads me to so what happened this week for me is I um at the school where I went to I actually still um so I teach guitar there and I also, I also um play guitar for the HSC students in, in their exam performances for music and um that just recently happened and um it was really interesting and I was actually talking with like the the teachers there the music teachers themselves and everything and it's they were totally agreeing with us like well yeah about the fact that how flawed the whole system is. And so essentially what happens for us in our, in our end of year exams for the, for music is that it's, um, and you didn't do music in the HC. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Um, it's, you can do up to four performances. Uh, they are performed in, in front of three blank faced markers who can't show any emotion or say anything really. Um, and the, one of the crazy things is the performances have to be limited to five minutes. Um, which a lot of the teachers were saying is just insane because it totally limits, like, especially with music and, and other creative fields, it, it it's, so, it's such an individual thing. You can't put any parameters on it at all. That totally defeats the purpose. It def- totally defeats the creativity and the spontaneity of it and the uniqueness. Like each, even in like students doing art, they're crazy, the variety of artworks that can be created. Like my sister did art and she made some crazy garden themed structure out of hose pieces yeah, i remember like, yeah. <laughs> yeah she got picked to get to go down to the museum uh, one of the art, big art museums in um, in sydney there 
and it was up on display there. It, it, like these are these are crazy cool things. There's no way we can put parameters on that. Mm-hmm. You know, especially these creative fields. Um, you know, we're, we've been talking about like the English exams and how crazy they are and maths and everything. Even the creative things, especially, it really shouldn't matter. I mean, the the kids really shouldn't care about. Yeah. <laughs> like the fact that if they struggle in their in their exam scores for the creative fields because the school doesn't really matter for those things in my opinion. Yeah. And the idea of school initially, like if you were to ask me or any person that's not experienced or integrated within our system, our societal expectations, and you said, all right, well, kids basically go to an educational facility from – X years of age to Y years of age, Mm, right? Basically their entire childhood and their teen life. And then they come out and they get integrated into the real world. That person would say, oh, okay, so the things that you're teaching them are basically to prepare them for society. (laughs) No, 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 no. They're they're learning Pythagoras theorem and they're learning how to, (laughs) to write essays. And whilst all these things can be handy and... It's a little outdated. It's a little outdated. I think... Certainly, I think the uh, the idea of of teaching kids Pythagoras theorem and and whatever you know, just to use some arbitrary equation, yeah, is is for kids to prove themselves. As I was saying before, that they can learn things, but why not give them things that are practical? So, okay, I've proved that I can learn something. And that thing I just proved that I can learn is going to help me in society, like doing taxes, for yeah. example. <laughs> like yeah. I don't even get me started. I just uh, did my tax like a while it's crazy. ago. And there was something else. It's those adult things that, yeah. that where, where people complain about adult life. Like those are the things that we don't learn in school. And yeah. it's like, it's insane. Yeah. It's like we should be spending the last couple of years of school there. There should be like a subject purely for like finances mm. and it should be compulsory yeah because <laughs> everyone has to do it exactly like you know you, it's literally like the law yeah it's like exactly. if, you, if you don't pay your taxes you're going to jail yeah yeah but uh, is school going to teach us about that no nah. it, yeah, it doesn't make sense yeah so <laughs> so don't get caught up in in what school is take take it as not oh, okay if i don't learn this i'm not gonna function yeah. in society believe me it's not about what you're learning. It's about the fact that you can learn something. Mm. So that's like it's when you're thinking about employment, you get a job and they teach you how to do that particular job. And there's aspects of those jobs that you didn't learn during school because how could you possibly cater for every single nuance in every single employment industry? Mm. You can't do that. But the fact that you've been able to learn Anything that school has thrown at you means that you can learn anything that your employer is throwing at you. That's mm. the concept of school. That's what it should be. And mm. But I think they should just alter it a little bit. One, the way they're teaching kids, because sitting in a room for five hours a day, five lessons each an hour a day with a couple of lunch breaks where you can run around and stretch your legs, but don't run and no hat, no play and all that. And you put even restrictions on how they're planning on on using their free time and then yeah i just don't think that kids are uh adapted to to that kind of learning situation not just kids but 
adults as well. Adults are probably a bit more accustomed to it because they are a bit more mature mentally. I mean, your, your frontal cortex doesn't even fully develop until you're 25 years old. And exactly. And that's the thinking part of our brain. That's literally the part of our brain that separates us from poo flinging monkeys. You know, that's what makes us humans. Yeah. <laughs> and, and that's, that's, yeah, yeah, completely undeveloped when you're 25, when you're 17 years old. Yeah. And so that's just to put the weight of the world on kids' shoulders like that. Mm. I think another important aspect, which I know I've brought up on another episode, was that because of our prefrontal cortex being underdeveloped by the age of you know, 16, 17 years old, we actually lack the ability. And this you can look this up. There's, there's scientific research that has proved this. We lack an ability to, to perceive future events. Mm. And so that's why kids are becoming suicidal and completely anxiety-ridden because they think, oh, no, I'm, I'm going to fail the HSC. My life is over. It's like, no, there's, believe me, there's more yeah. to that. You know? And that's, I remember going through breakups when I was at school. It's like, oh, I'm going to feel like this forever. It's like, no, you're not. Just wait it out. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait it out. This is terrible. It's all about perspective. It's all yeah. about perspective. Yeah. No, that's totally tr- the fact that just that. Yeah. The the levels like it's totally understandable to be to to feel stress, and that's it's a normal emotion to feel if you're having if you've got an exam or you know a particular thing like a very specific thing like an exam coming up. But the amount of anxiety and yeah depression that that gets caused from this is yeah it's not right and mm. like something has to be done about it, I guess. And just changing, like there has to be seri- a serious change. Like they can, who knows if they'll change the whole exam system, you know, with the HSC. But yeah, there, ha- there has just to be a change of the overall sort of attitude towards it. And I think they are starting to do that a whole lot more, you know, they're starting to look after the kids a bit. A bit better, I think, now that we're becoming a bit more, uh, I guess, aware of sort of this problem that's happening. It's... I mean, it's just insane just talking to kids and just hearing how mm. crazy it is. I mean, we're like Noah. Funnily enough, Noah that came in last week and we chatted to him. He was in the HC. He was actually he he was actually doing he was fine with it. So some kids actually uh, do okay and do know that there's more to life <laughs> after school. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, we sort of didn't exactly plan exactly what was going to be happening during this episode, but mm. I've sort of just naturally started touching on the fact that. It is a very mentally taxing time. Mm. And I think the most important thing, like if, if I'm going to give start to give some of my advice, it would be your mental health is the most important thing. And talk to a friend, reach out to to us, and we've got a big community of young people at this podcast. If, if something needs to be spoken about, um, you've got family, you've got friends, even Lifeline, I've got the number up right now, it's, which is 13 11 14, which is an Australian um, basically mental health line. Mm. If you need to, to talk to someone on there, uh, don't be ashamed about using that because it's basically just an avenue for communication, which is something everyone needs and yep. not something that everyone always has. Mm. What are your some of your uh, absolute? Tips? Absolutely. Just always remember to, to have that perspective and pull yourself out of it for, for, for that second. And I guess I guess when you're in it as well, as I've sort of touched on earlier in the episode, just having that balance, understanding that it isn't about absolutely burning yourself out for those, you know, shut locking yourself in your room for days and days. And I wish Noah said he, he had friends in um, doing the HC that would just, you know, throughout the holiday break and everything and the weekends 
just locked in their room, just study, study, study. It's, it's not right. Like, mm. it, like, like, yeah, get get an adequate amount of study, and but you can still do. There's 24 hours in the day. You can still ha- you can still study plenty, and but you need to have some sort of balance. I mean, have a social yeah. life, study, yeah, relax, keep your mental health in check, keep you your physical to. health in check, rest, keep your sleep, your sleep, sleep. yeah, getting enough sleep, sleep right, eat right, exactly, <laughs> exercise. Yeah. Oh, it's so important. It's yeah. There's but a lot of aspects. But it's funny, and then when you get out of it, you realize that that really wasn't. That was nothing. No, no. <laughs> but everyone nothing. loves talking about their school life because seriously, you've some of the greatest experiences of your life are happening whilst you're at school. If you're a bit younger than you know some of your seniors or your year twelve peers, then. Don't don't be scared to to face that that avenue. I promise you, the future has great things in store for you. It's all about how you decide to interpret the world and tackle the future. That's exactly right. Well, if you have any uh, tips or perhaps any stories or anything that you'd like to add on what anything we've talked about, you can go ahead and find us on um, social media and you can comment on our posts. Message us. We're on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search up the Young People Podcast. Uh, as Jacob said, we've got a really good, um, nice community of young people that's that's slowly but steadily building, and um, it's become a great little hub to to talk about these young people issues that young people face every single day around the planet. And make sure while you're there on social media, use the hashtags the Young People Podcast and hashtag TYPP. Uh, those hashtags help us spread the conversation around. And, of course, we've got episodes coming every single Monday. Did you know? Did you, Did you know? You, I, I knew. Did I you knew. know? Oh, I just found out. I'm subscribed, so every time they post, I get a notification. Mm, hit that notification bell on Instagram Boom. and Facebook. Monday morning, it's yep. podcast day. Boom. <clears throat> every single Monday. It's on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. You can find it everywhere, guys. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you, guys. Enjoy your year 12. That's it. Good luck with the exams, year 12ers. See you on the other side. See ya.